All right, and we should have our host, Diane, on the line. Are you there, Diane? I am here, Kathleen. Welcome back to the airwaves. Usually you're in the studio, but not Thank today. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, I will let you take the wheel from here. We've got your guest on the line, too. So uh, have at it, Diane. Thanks, thanks for being here. Thank you, Kathleen. Justin, you are there. Let me say a couple little things, and then you and I will be talking so our listening audience will know what it's all about. So, hello, Roaring Fork Valley. This is Diane, your host of Senior Matters. And just a little bit about Senior Matters really quickly. we were established in 2007 as a nonprofit. We provide educational and social programs for seniors of all ages. So we have been dealing with COVID. We have not had a chance to meet. There are a lot of things going on in our community. community. We are getting healthier. Pretty soon, we'll all be out the doors and enjoying the wonderful sunshine that summer will be bringing us. Just a little bit more about today and my guest, Justin Haynes. I happened to be looking and reading the Aspen Times, and it was the April 6th issue. And I came across this article and the head headline of this article says, Tending to the flowers while getting into the weeds of home caregivers. Wow, what's that all about? And since part of my professional life has been in the field of being a caregiver, and I wanted to know what this was all about. So I read it. And I thought, wait a minute, let's share this. And I thought I would connect, and I did, with our guest, Judson Haynes. And Judson is the owner of Visiting Angels Home Care. Now, I am sure you have heard about Visiting Angels. And this is all about caregiving. He's got some wise words to share with you. We're on a phone link. I am not at home. I am in the hands of some wonderful caregivers. I am here at Heritage Park. Um, I had a couple of falls, and so I am here getting physical therapy, getting my health together, and Every day, the caregivers of this team at Heritage Park help me get stronger, help me um, manage uh, diabetes. You know, at 81, this is what my life is about. And in a few days, I'm going back home. Thank you, my wonderful caregivers. Judson. Yes. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> good. Thank you for having me on the radio with you today. I'm looking forward to speaking with you and talking to everybody out there on uh, 
some issues that involve our senior population. And, uh, yeah, I think it's great to be able to get out and uh, help people with uh, some additional information. Oh, perfect. Justin, tell me a little about you. You know, I know that visiting angels is a major part of your life. Uh, who are you? Well, uh, I was uh, raised in Southern California, uh, went out to college in Arizona, graduated, came back to California and realized that this no longer is the place that I remember and want to live. And I moved out to Colorado in 1990, 91-ish. So I've been here for like the last 31 years. I call it home. And uh, I got into the home care industry um, because I was looking for something to do. I've been doing financial management for some people that own businesses in town. And I just felt that if I stayed behind a computer another day, I was going to pull out my eyeballs. It was not for me. <laughs> and um, what a one punishment. of my friends, <laughs> yeah, it was very much so. And one of my friends, uh, this gentleman, Charlie Stone, owns uh, you know, almost all the T-shirt shops in Eagle County and some in Denver. And um, one of my friends had been working for Charlie for many, many years. Charlie was up at his cabin up at uh, Heaney Reservoir, uh, and uh, he was putting some light bulbs in on uh, while he was standing on a ladder, fell and shattered his leg. And then my buddy Nate called me and said, hey, Judd, Charlie's, you know, at the hospital. He got flight for life over there. Can you come help us out? And the reason Nate reached out to me is because I'm kind of an accident looking for a place to happen. I'm that little cartoon character with a little bullseye on my back. And uh, <laughs> over, my, <laughs> over my many years here, I've become friends with a lot of the doctors at the various hospitals and a lot of the nurses. And Nate thought that I could help out Charlie, and I did. And when Charlie went home, um, I was able to find some nurses on their off time to come in and help them out. And and that was pretty much it. And a number of months later, Nate calls me up and we're talking. And you know, I said, hey, by the way, how's Charlie doing? He says, hey, he's doing okay, but we moved him down to his condo in Denver. And, uh, you know, he's doing good. It's just it's very expensive. And I'm like, well, how expensive is expensive? And he told me. And I said, I tell you what, Nate, move that crotchety old guy back up here. I'll take care of him, and we'll all be good. And it was just a joke, but it planted a seed because the following summer, one of my friend's parents um, was passing away with cancer, and um, she reached out to me, and she said, hey, Judd, you know, can you find somebody to help out my mom? You know, she's not going out and, and seeing her friends. She's not going out to lunch. She's not you know, I'm doing any physical activities. Nobody can take care of my dad like she can, and I'm concerned. So I got somebody to help her out, and I came home, and I talked to my wife, and I'm like, I can't believe this, that you can choose to live here, stay physically active, but all of a sudden when you have a, a health issue that there's nobody really here to help you. And that was the impetus for me to look to find something to do, and it's just ended up that, it was an organization called Visiting Angels, and I looked into it, and uh, I liked what they had to say. I liked how they provided their product. Um, there are other companies out there that are corporate and, and do non-medical home care, but as I spoke with them, they were all about business and numbers and 
you know, you know, they gave me the old question, which is, you know, quite prolific in, you know, the market industry is, oh, you know, tell me where you want to be in five years, you know, so that they can get an idea of where your goals are and it's just going to be profitable for them. But visiting angels never did that. They asked me to take a psychological profile test, which I'm shocked to believe that I passed. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they said, look, you know, the reason we're doing this is that we need to see that you're a proper fit for our organization and what we do. And that's really the premise of what Visiting Angels is about, is, you know, if, you, if you're following a passion, a desire that you, you gain self-worth by helping other people out, then we have a career for you. And for the last uh-huh. uh, eight, nine years, this is what I've been doing. And it's not always easy, but, you know, I love what I do. I gain a lot of satisfaction um, and self-worth by helping other people out. And uh, it works for me. You know, I hear that. I hear that it's a passion now and it's helping other people out. So the visiting angels, um, are they just here locally? Are they, how big an organization or business is visiting? It's pretty big. Uh, The gentleman that started it um, um, started in the Pennsylvania area, and Mm -hmm. uh, he has now in the last maybe 20-plus years built it up that there's about 600 franchisees across wow. the United States. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like yeah. 30 in Canada and maybe 30 in in Mexico. And, um, you know, they've grown organically, and I think that they've grown because um, they're not after a money grab. They're after providing mm-hmm. a service. And the service mm-hmm. is a quality service that's allowed them to grow. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to be part of the organization, and I'm glad to be able to help people out. It's a, for me, it's a matter I of hear that. A, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. To give to give dignity back to somebody, and to, and teach them or to help guide them down the path that there's still purpose and value in life is something that's rewarding for me. And I think that's why I was you know, put it here on the surface to to do that goal. I I completely understand that. As a caregiver, a professional caregiver in my life, I found that every day had its big challenge or small challenge. It depended with my clients. But it I walked into my door at the end of my day And whether it was a a day that had me, you know, really on my toes and having to do a lot of physical work or whatever it was in the home of my clients, I felt good because I was bringing a purpose and I was bringing in things that made their life better and lifted their spirits. You know, and that's the one thing that, you know, when you're this article that you headlined, Tending to the Flowers, 
while getting into the weeds of home caregivers. Come on, give me a little, give our audience a briefer on that. And what are you seeing with that? Well, I think what I was trying to convey is that um, that I had an experience recently um, where one of our caregivers uh, has been nominated for Caregiver of the Year in an organization mm-hmm. that probably has, I don't know, maybe 30,000 employees um, or 30,000 mm-hmm. caregivers nationwide. And I had to go over to a couple clients' house and get them to talk to me about what made this caregiver so special and so unique. And when I left the first person's house, I, I left with a good feeling that I was I was grateful that we had such a fabulous caregiver and they made such a, a, a difference to not only this client, but the client's family. But something didn't feel right and I didn't know what it was. And I, I didn't really figure it out until I left the second client's house and, and did a video recording that I sat and I thought that, you know, I, I get so busy personally um, managing the business and making sure that people show up on time and that we're communicating with the doctor's offices and we're relaying that to the family and that we're making sure that people are, are, are disciplined and taking their meds, that the real crux of our business is making sure that the caregivers are there and uh, and advocating for the people that they take care of in the best way possible. And this one caregiver... Advocating an excellent word. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it is, and it's not... It's hard to to um, to define all the variables that are involved when it comes to advocating for somebody. And uh, so I was driving back, and I was thinking about that, you know, I, you know, we're short on staff now. We've got people calling for, for help. And when they call us for help, it's not like calling in for Domino's, where Domino's says, oh, you know, we can't be there for 40 minutes, and you call somebody else to deliver pizza. You call us, and there's a purpose. There's a need that really can't be filled by somebody else. And to turn somebody away is, is a disservice to them, and it's a disservice to our community. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it made me stop and think that I get so busy tending to the operations of the business that every now and then I lose sight of what really matters and why we do a lot of training with our caregivers and they meet up with specialists from Denver and other states and the local hospitals and they get trained and stuff like to really make sure that we're teaching them to advocate and be there. How's somebody feeling? Are they smiling? Are we getting them outside? You know, one of our clients we take you know he's in a wheelchair but our caregiver picks him up puts him in the back of his pickup truck and uh, he has a portable bench and we bring him out to uh, the Roaring Fork uh, Rivers and we you know get his wheelchair out we roll him over to the riverbank we put up a bench and we allow this gentleman to fly fish and the caregiver that takes care of this guy is so rewarded and giving somebody the opportunity to do that, that one of the things we're working on is having our caregivers share those experiences with other caregivers so they can think out of the box and find out how do we tap into somebody's latent passions that 
they've forgotten about or figured that they've gotten too old to do and you know how can we get them to to live again and feel a part of society and feel good about themselves and uh and it was really a transcendence moment and that's what we're working on right now yeah and you know um addressing our community and since we've all been uh, indoors and having to stay home, there are a lot of family members who are experiencing, what can I do for dad, you know, or what can I do for my wife, you know, uh, you know, we can't go out, uh, she's not doing too well, and all we're thinking about is that need without spending time personally, you know, sharing the intimacy uh, that's important with the people that you're living with. We have, you know, our senior families, uh, and it's hard on them. It's definitely hard on them having to care for the husband or wife. And I think it's really important that, like you say, that personal touch. I know, and you have experienced family members getting uptight or so tired of having to take care of grandpa. And how can I make his life better instead of just feeding him and taking him to the doctor's? What is he missing in his life? What can I bring to him that makes his day better? And, you know, the things that you bring to, as this article says, um, take him, as you said, take him out fishing. Go for a ride. You know, um those Go for a things walk, you pull out pictures, tell me a story. You know, it's just there's so many, there's so many things. People's lives, um, you know, more often than not, when you've been 70, 80, 90 years on this earth, yeah, you've got some stories to tell. Some are good stories, mm-hmm. some aren't so good. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of what makes us who we are. And I mm-hmm. find that sometimes family tell us that. Oh my God! How did you get my mom, or how did you get my dad to do that? And quite simply, our answer is we're not you. You know, we're not the the not the daughter or the spouse nagging. Oh, you should be doing this. You should be doing this. You know, we're a third party, and and that gives us a lot of latitude, and it also gives us a little bit of perspective because as we learn about somebody, um, we can say, Hey, share with me the story behind that picture, or uh, one of our clients has got a, a picture of him in front of a a, a B-24 bomber, and uh, I asked him about it, and he was one of the youngest pilots to ever pilot one of those planes before. And he shared that story with me, and as he shared the story with me and rekindled those memories, he lightened up my life and shared with me that, wow, I'm sitting here with this gentleman that that achieved so much at such a young age. It's it's invigorating, it's inspiring, and I, I think that inspiring is really the word that you need to appreciate when you're a caregiver is 
you know, to, to be inspired about what yeah. you do, to be inspired by the people, you know, you're with. And, you know, if you can rekindle some old memories and bring value exactly. to people's lives, it's, it's so rewarding. It is. I hear that, and I've experienced that, too. When I've asked a question similar, like, what'd you do? What was going on in your life? Do you have family? And I've experienced the same thing. And the smile comes from that person, and they'll start talking. And it helps them because it brings them, takes them back to a place that they lived in full spirit. And, and you know, it's hard for... Um, I'm going to say our seniors, we seniors, who are being taken care of by someone else. It's hard to allow them to take you to the toilet. It's humbling. It's definitely a humbling experience. Yes, 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 yes. And, and, you know, professional caregivers, as you have learned by being around them, it's part of who they are. It's not just how they were trained. It's not just a profession. It is part of them. And right. when, when you get that reward, it's not the paycheck. The reward is knowing that you have helped enrich that person's life. And doing things with them, like you said, the fishing, I, that, that's fabulous, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think it's been rough for our families to uh, have to experience COVID, having not able to go out. And for the seniors in the community, because they're not active, um, it's not a good thing for them, um, as I know. And most important is that we can look to a professional team that can come and take that weight off of the family's shoulders and help their, their, their grandpa or their mother, you know. And I think with uh, uh, a, I was just going to say with upcoming spring weather, I think you guys will have a lot more opportunities, hopefully, to do um, at least fishing among other activities. Yeah, well, we, we can get people outside. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get people living again and get outside, and I think we'll all be in good shape. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, um, this uh, we're going to have to wind down the program for now, but thanks so much, Judd, for coming on the phone with us. And thanks, Diane, for calling also from afar, and we'll look forward to having you in the studio next month. Oh, yes, Kathleen. Me. All right. Justin, thank you so much for taking time to share with us um, how caregivers, you know, are needed. And how you were visiting angels. Yeah. One Thank of these days we'll me. meet face to face. All righty. Be well. Thank you. Kathleen, dear, are you there? I still am. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to. Yes, thank you. Have a beautiful afternoon to both of you. All right. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody.